All right. Hey, uh, parents, this is Dan Panetti. Welcome back to The Journey. Uh, I've got uh, my state rep, Matt Shaheen, with me today, and we're going to talk about all things primary elections. Uh, so, Matt, welcome. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. And uh, we're talking about the primary election because when this thing drops, um, this will be um, March... Um, what is this, March 17th, I guess, uh, March 16th. Um, early voting has already begun yep. for the um, um, for the March, I guess, February, right? But for the March 1st primary. That's right. Okay, so March 1st that is the actual primary date. In Texas, we get two weeks of early voting. That's right. Um, so early voting will have already started. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of people, as I talk to them, um, when I talk to them about, hey, are you going to vote? And, you know, do you know what we're voting on and things like that? Generally speaking, most people still think of November That's right. as the election cycle. Yep. So the March thing always kind of throws them for a little bit of a loop. Like, what are the primary elections? What's the difference between a primary and a general and all the different things? So yep. I wanted to just spend a few minutes with you and kind of go through that. You got um, it. Give us, give us kind of that, you know, um, understanding that we need to know. What's the difference between a primary election, which we're having right now, and then a general election, which we'll have again in November. And it's a great question. A lot of people don't know. Um, but the primary uh, elections are very important to the process. And so primaries are when each of your parties, so whether it's Republican, Democrat, Green, Blue, Libertarian, any of the parties out there, they're actually going to an election process just for that party. Right. And they're, they're picking who their quote-unquote team is for November. So... You know, like you said, for the March primary, the Republican Party is picking who its gubernatorial candidate, lieutenant governor, all the way down to county officials. And then the Democrats are doing the same thing. The Libertarians are doing the same thing. So it's the process. The primary is a process for who will actually represent the party in November. So it's really funny. Like I'll be knocking on doors during mm -hmm. when I'm running for a reelection in a primary and uh I'll ask for somebody's vote, and they'll say, oh, don't worry, I'm straight-ticket Republican. And so I've got to go to the next step and say, well, there's actually just Republicans if you're one that you're going to vote in that Republican primary. So you got to pick which Republican. November, yeah, if you want to vote straight-ticket, that's great. But, yeah, always remember the primary is each party's election to pick who their team's going to be in the November election. And, and uh, a primary doesn't mean that there's necessarily going to be somebody on the ballot in your party for every race. That's right. That's but, right. like, for instance, you're running for your re-election, mm -hmm. um, but you don't have a primary opponent. That's right. Um, and so if I went to vote, um, you know, and I, I was looking for Matt Shaheen on here, and I want to I find him. Well, in the primary, you're not going to be there. So you're going to be on the ballot for in November, November That's right, right, as the Republican, and mm -hmm. there may or may not be a Democrat who runs against you. Now, uh, if there are four Democrats who wanted to run against you, they would be on the primary That's right. right now That's right. for them to pick their Democrat. So That's then we've right. got a Democrat and Republican running in November. So yep. that's kind of how the whole process works. Yep. Super important because a lot of people, um, uh, it's, it's kind of like when you get to the November election and you're looking at the different representatives that you have from, you know, president or governor or senator or state, house, whatever. Um, the idea is that certain people voted in March. To, to narrow the field down from all the people who wanted to be the representative down to that particular person. So if That's you right. don't like the person that your party has put up for whatever office that is, um, you really don't have anybody to blame except for yourself for not being a part of the process back in March where you actually had the chance 
to tell your party who you want to send as your representative. That's exactly right. And, you know, there's there's just that confusion, that misunderstanding, and you can see it because of the voter turnout. The voter turnout in the general election is much higher than much in the higher. primary. Right, much higher. In fact, how, how much higher? Like in, in comparison? Oh, it's more than twice. And, and it, it, what's interesting now is um, over the past couple election cycles, uh, uh, voter turnout has been increasing. Right, uh, yep, and, and, I've it'll. it'll probably continue to do that. But yeah, the general election is probably more than twice the voter turnout still for primaries. It kind of depends on the dynamics of, mm-hmm. uh, of that year, right? You know, when when Donald Trump was running for the Republican primary, he generated a lot, a of, lot interest. of interest. So that primary was probably artificially high. This primary, <clears throat> and it's not presidential, will be, will be lower. So it kind of depends on the dynamics, but overwhelmingly there's a much higher uh, voter turnout in November. So, so now that's interesting because you mentioned this is not a presidential, right? right? That's on a, a four-year yeah. cycle. So we're in kind of that mid, what we call the midterm, mid-term. elections. Um, but... Um, it is a gubernatorial, right? We're voting for the governor for that's the state exactly of Texas, right. yeah. uh, and that's a very important race. Um, the entire House of Representatives for Congress, um, they're up every two years. That's right. And so all 436, you know, 435 members are, are up. So whoever your congressman is, right, that particular person is running because they're running every two years no matter what. Yeah. Um, your seat is up every, every two, two years. Every two years also, yeah. Right? So the entire Texas state house is up every two years. So. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's important is just because the president isn't on this particular ballot and we're not voting in a in a presidential right. There's a lot of races that are super important uh, here in Texas. Let's just talk about Texas and focus on that right. We're talking about the governor, uh, attorney general, every state right statewide Who yeah every statewide office is up for it. So every statewide yeah governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, land commissioner, uh, railroad commission, and yeah, and your and Texas state house. Uh, seats are every two years, and then your your state senator every four years. Okay. So, so not all your senators are running for re-election. So fascinating time. One other part about the primary that's interesting, um, and you know about this really, really well because it uh, it happened to you, uh, and that is in a primary, if you um, if you win the primary but you don't get fifty percent, yep. then the top two people from that race. So let's say you have three or four people in a race, um, and somebody you know gets forty nine percent and Somebody else gets whatever percent in it, you know, you add it up. But if you don't get the 50%, you actually don't get elected. That's right. You have to go into a runoff. And that will happen. So this is a March 1st primary. We'll we'll let all the, you know, leaves shake out and we'll figure out what happens. And then there will be a number of runoffs that will probably happen in this particular election. Uh, And the turnout for a runoff is usually dismally dismally low, low. that's exactly right so yeah tell us, tell us about that because people need to be paying attention because that will probably happen then in when would that happen like in probably like april, april yeah okay. i mean it's yeah it's 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 interesting that we ha- that there's a little bit of gap in time there because you got to get overseas ballots to the military and all that kind of stuff so it doesn't happen like the like the next week but yeah i mean if you want to talk about your voter turnout sinking talk about a primary um runoff primary election runoff and then my experience with both running for the Texas House as well as county commissioner, my county commissioner runoff had less than 3,000 people, right? And so the, I'm representing 200,000 200, people in my precinct. Literally like less than 3,000 people came to that, to that runoff and uh, won by 30 votes, 33 votes. And so, yeah, that's a really important thing in election law is for these, for these seats, you have to get 50% plus one. Mm-hmm. And you said exactly, Dan, you get three or four people in a race, probably nobody's going to get 50%. That's just the dynamics of the way these races work. 
So you're going to have a runoff, and then it's really hard. The candidate is really working in overdrive to try to get that voter turnout because the voter turnout is just it's just really low. Yeah, yeah. So um, one other thing you mentioned uh, is there has been some redistricting that has happened in Texas. Yeah. So yeah. what do our parents need to know about that? That's a really good – so every – of course, every 10 years, the U.S. Constitution tells the legislators that, you know, you got to redraw the, the districts based on the census data. And so this past legislative session – um, the the Texas legislature redrew your U.S. congressional seats, okay. your Texas state Senate seats, your Texas uh, state House seats, some judicial seats. So it's highly likely that um, individuals, although they have not moved, the boundaries of their representatives have moved. Okay, so you, <laughs> you've got some people who just went, what? <laughs> right, so you're, you're in the same house, right? Uh, the same, same address, house. but yep. the people representing you might be different. I'll, I'll give you a perfect ex- example. Um, before, uh, before, and these went into effect, the new uh, maps that we drew January mm-hmm. this year. Before January this year, I essentially represented West Plano and right. far north Dallas. Right. Beginning January, literally 18th of this year, I started representing West Plano, Parts of Frisco, Prosper, and Salina. So the people in Frisco, Prosper, and Salina. I've never been in your district before. I've never been in my district before. A gentleman by the name of Justin Holland used to represent represent them, or a Scott Sanford, depending mm-hmm. on where they lived. And now you have this new name, Matt, Matt Shaheen. Shaheen, showing up on your back. So to your point, Dan, <laughs> like, they, 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 they never moved. They live in the same house, same address, but right. they're representative because we changed the boundaries. And we have to do that every 10 years to adjust for population. Yeah. And, that, and the thing is, is the population of Texas is growing tremendously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so as that population grows, you don't want to have one representative who has you know tons more people That's that right. representing or she's representing of another person when an area of not growth and they haven't changed at all. And so they redraw the boundaries. We call it gerrymandering, right? Because um, there's no gerrymandering. No, there's no. none. There's no gerrymandering. <laughs> as we draw the weird I, d- different districts. <laughs> I, I will tell you though, in all seriousness, I mean, your point about the growth. Literally, we had one Texas House seat that had to shrink by ninety-five thousand people. No, really? no exaggeration. It was in Denton County, and um, the growth. To your point, Texas wow. is growing a thousand people moving to Texas every day. That district literally had to shed over a 10-year period. Um, they had grown so much. They literally had, when they redrew the districts, they had to shed. They had to get rid of 95,000 oh, wow. people. So wait, <laughs> yes. a thousand people are moving to Texas? Every day. Every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. That's crazy. So I was just up uh, in Salina the other day, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them are moving to Salina. Yes, they are. Um, you know, I just I saw that uh, there's a huge district, a new area that they just, you know, voted to have like 30,000 homes built in this one area or something. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The growth in the population. I was on the tollway, which is just about to go over 380 That's now. right. That's I mean, right, the overpass. Uh, yeah, yeah. In- incredible. So um, so there's redistricting. How do people find out? Because um, I, I don't want people to go to the ballot box um, or, you know, to the ballot and, and walk in there and see a name on there that they're not familiar with. So um, what's a little bit of heads up that I can do before I go to the ballot and kind of you can actually look at a sample ballot and say, hey, here's the people that that's you're right. going to be voting for. Yeah, that's really a good point, Dan, uh, d- d- because what we talked about redistricting. I would really encourage all the parents, everybody that's listening to the podcast, to really do research before you go and vote. And it's very I'm talking very simple stuff, right? The Texas House of Representatives, the Texas um, Senate. 
Both have websites that uh, reflect the new districts. The Secretary of State's, Texas Secretary of State's uh, website has a new district. She can probably Google it and find it. But I really would encourage people um, before either early vote or if you vote on election day, check out the new districts and you know see who's representing you. It's really easy to find out. Very you know, easy. I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes. So people yeah. can just kind of look down at the bottom of the podcast, and there'll be links to all of those things, so that you can oh, click on okay. them, look at it. Um, your your um, your county um, will publish actually, you know, the sample ballots. You yeah, can the county commissioner's court is different. Um, all that is, in fact, yeah. There's 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 the addresses that an individual, a resident, can put their address, right. and it'll tell you. It'll list out who your current representatives are. Very very helpful. Anything yeah. else that our parents need to know about this coming up? Uh, election cycle, the the March first election cycle, the primary election. Yeah, cycle. the rea- so the reality is um, because the nature of a, a lot of Texas, really the primary is going to determine who wins the seat. And mm-hmm. so I know a lot of people tend to only focus on the November elections, and quite frankly, they tend to only focus on the president. But quite frankly, uh, especially these days with Washington being so gridlocked, the, my votes on the floor of the House. Uh, the decisions by the governor, lieutenant governor, they have a much more profound impact. Your mm. county commissioner yeah. really has a more profound impact on your life. And so, again, keeping in mind that some of these primary votes really determine who's going to be in office, Very right? True. Yeah. So I would inc- please, I would encourage everybody not only to vote yourself, but uh, you know, engage your neighbors and those types of things. And you know, the research isn't that hard either. And quite frankly, when people are running for office, they want to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. So you could pull together a dozen neighbors and I guarantee you most of the candidates would actually come and visit and spend time with you. So That's you got to awesome. do it quick because early voting starting soon. Okay, well, let's let's talk about this. Um, you have to be registered to vote 30 days before the yeah. election. So if we're yeah. talking about a March 1st election, yeah. um, it's too late to, all, to register to vote in this primary. That's right. But yeah. if there's going to be a runoff, and you listen to this and you said, hey, I'm not registered. I need to write. You could register. Yeah, you can actually, still go register. You yeah. can actually vote in the runoff. You yeah. don't have to vote in the original primary to That's vote right. in the runoff. Yeah, so, yeah, if you're not um, registered, it's too late for for March. But, yeah, get registered as soon as possible. Think about your family members, your friends, making sure that, you know, they get registered. That's obviously yeah. very well, important. Well, last time you and I chatted about, you know, why we should vote, one of the big things we both agreed on that is if you don't vote, you're allowing the representation um, of your – um, you know, government officials to be um, decided by um, friends and families and neighbors and di- different people, um, but you're not part of that process. And so, you know, it's kind of the look around you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. do you trust your neighbors to elect uh, good people, godly people, people who are going to have the best interest of our state and our nation at hand? Uh, and if you think that's important, uh, you need to be a part of that particular yeah, process. Yeah, I mean, one point before we finish, Dan, is, you know, a lot of people out there think their vote doesn't count. You know, I'm one of so many people that are voting. Because, especially in a primary, because voter turnout is so low, literally your one vote probably rents, represents about 50 people that yeah, aren't that, voting. that's an amazing concept. And in a runoff, your one vote oh, represents thousands hundreds, of people. Hundreds, yeah, <laughs> not thousands. Yeah, no, that's it's just amazing. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, so your vote, your vote really does count. And yeah. I think... Even if you don't think your vote counts, I think you still have a responsibility um, to to live in this great country and to protect the freedoms that we have to be a responsible citizen. So I'll put in the show notes all the links that people need to have to click on to find out where you're going to go, who you you know, um, the different uh, opportunities to make sure you've got the dates down and everything. But when you're listening to this, um, it'll be February, you know, 16th or 17th. um, Early voting has already already started. Yep. Um, Early voting is February 14th through the 25th. 
And then the actual primary election is out on that Tuesday, March 1st. So yep. make sure you get out and vote. Any last words, Matt? Get out and vote and encourage your friends to vote. And, you know, we've got some great folks that love the state of Texas, love America, that are running for office. So get to know those. And at the end of the day, vote your biblical values. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the information, and I appreciate you representing me down in the Texas House. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me.